Check one, check two. What you gonna do? Sibilance. Sibilance. Severance. Severance. I started watching Severance. It's I've I finished it last night. You did? I had two episodes to it's go. Good. The Blues played their first playoff game, and during the intermissions between periods, I finished episode eight, and then afterward, yeah. episode nine. And uh, wow, I loved it. Yeah, I'm. I think three. I've watched three or four. Do you like it? Because some people are like, "This is the most boring thing I've ever seen." I love this kind of no, other world. I- I knew going into it what I was getting into, you know what I mean? I knew it was going to be sort of slow moving, you know, and I was cool with it. I liked it. I understand what other people are saying, though. You know, it is it is slow, but it's really well done, well shot, and Adam, Adam Scott is fantastic in it, and it's good. Yeah. I really like it. I mean, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm that's how, I mean, going. my curiosity drove me throughout the entire season, and I loved it. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking yeah. today about fad diets mm-hmm. or not even fad diets, just the idea of different things that we've all tried over the course of time to try mm-hmm. and shed the low belly fat that exists in everybody's life, except for assholes mm-hmm. on Instagram who I want to jump through my phone and kill. You mean like the people who are all shredded up yeah i just i don't I, I don't understand how they live life i don't i feel like that's their entire life is looking like that meanwhile they're not <laughs> enjoying any moment except when they put something up on instagram that shows that they have a completely ripped mm-hmm. i think it is their life i think that's what they enjoy you know they're they're probably non-indulgent people, or they only indulge in, in their bodies. They don't indulge in sort of the fine things in life, which is food and alcohol. Like like cheeses. <laughs> right. Breads. But the thing is, like, when you get... Soups. Thick when soups. When you thick soups. What are some of the things that you go through? Like a thick... Like a cream of mushroom? <laughs> yeah, like a thick cream-based... Yeah, like a I'm chowder. I'm chew this soup... Right. Yeah, where the the spoon stands up and mm. it, and and won't lean. Yeah, I like some thick soups. Let alone hit the side. I the thing is they those they those kind of people do eat that way sometimes because they put so much work into their bodies that if they do have some bread or a sandwich or whatever, it's not going to do a goddamn thing. You know, the problem is is when we eat it over and over and over and over again, and that, that's our diet. Then that's what we look like. But they are eating great, blah, blah, blah. So they can have ice cream. They can have like a sandwich. They can have whatever. What about a big bowl of grape nuts? I used to love grape nuts. So did I. Maybe I'll also get some grape nuts. Put some sugar on them. They became chewy. What the hell is a grape chew- nut anyway? You put even fake sugar on yeah. there. And then you get the milk, the cold yeah. milk, and then it's... Chewing in the back of your mouth, yeah. off to the side there. Yeah. It's like, this is yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you feel like a horse. Right. It's a love hate thing, but I, for some reason, I really loved it. What What is a grape nut? Do we know? Is it? I don't know, Margo. Look that up. Yeah. Please. Well, I don't know what a grape nut is. It's a a nut from a grape. That's not possible. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> we mean, what does it purport to be? Yeah, it's called grape. Yeah, nuts. it's a fake. Contain neither grapes nor nuts, yeah. but is made of wheat and barley. It was created in 1897 mm. by Charlie Willie Post, C.W. Post, who used a coffee grinder to turn a flat sheet of the baked cereal into tiny kernels that resembled grape seeds or nuts. Mm. Oh, someone come in here? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It says Margo Margo Carmichael is the host now. This is like uh, Captain Phillips. (laughs) (laughs) I am the host now. I am the host now. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. 1897. Her Zoom quit. Right after it was the ghost of CW Post. Oh. What the hell's happening, Margo? It was her... It was her... The ghost of CW Post that knocked that her was. off was, And I guess CW Post is is Mr. Post himself, like Post Serials. 
and must have been married to Emily Post, yeah. who is the manners guru. Is she? Right? Yeah. Emily Post. I don't know. You didn't get that reference to you as a kid? No, man. Well, you better go see Emily Post no. to know which way the soup spoon goes and on which side of your plate the fork sits yeah. and how you should sip your your aforementioned thick soup. You can't sip your thick soup. You gotta you gotta sort of bite it. You gotta put the whole spoon well, in yeah, your mouth. Yeah, but but for soup, you're supposed to go away from you with the spoon right. and then dip it back toward you. Right, but but like this with the side spoon, not not front ways, like a shovel. Correct. Right? Side it and yeah. then um, right? Right. It's like riding side saddle. Right. Yeah, I, I don't I didn't even know those classes existed. That's not the world that I grew up in. You did. You're like a debutante. <laughs> I'll have you know, sir, I have never debuted anything except my latest album after my appearance on Mass Singer. That's right. You did cut an album. Uh, I talked to Eddie Vedder yesterday and I told him, oh wait, let me pick that name up. I told him about my uh my turn on Mass Singer. Oh, you did? Which means I'm a masochist because <laughs> then it was like, it send me video. And I'm like, I, I'm going to send you the video, but just realize I couldn't hear very well because the mask was cutting out my left ear. It's like, oh, I've never seen that. Sh- I, I want to see that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Send me that. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you did. Yeah, but there, there's no expectations. You know what I mean? It's not like you're, you're trying to impress Eddie Vedder with, with your singing. It's not what you do. Right, but is there but is, still, there, is there a part of you that wants him to think you're a good singer? Mm-hmm. It's a large part of me that wants him to think that I'm a. Good you want singer him to call you back not. and be like, "Oh, Joe, hey, Buck, you want to go on the road with me? We got to cut an album. Yeah, we'll call it Out of the Wild." Somebody asked me today at an appearance when who was the most impressive person I've met that kind of made me starstruck. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, excuse me, my answer after you give me your answer. When when is the last time you were starstruck by somebody that you met? Uh, Don't say I have never been starstruck. No, no, no. It definitely isn't uh, actors. It's athlete. And it it had to have been Tiger Woods, you know, when I first finally, when I first got to meet Tiger Woods. You know, I saw him in person, and I was like, oh, my God, it's fucking Tiger Woods. Like, I, you know. And then I went up to him, and I talked to him about fishing, and, you know, I was starstruck. That, that's the only time I can recall. Did you find yourself rambling and saying stupid stuff? I was aware that that could have happened, so I really tried to force myself to be normal and nonchalant. I, I talked about fishing. I knew he loved to fish, so I was like, hey, man, fishing. You know, I fish. I showed him a picture of my big tuna I caught, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Da, da, da. And then it got easier from there. But you know, in those situations, I like to, uh, you know, quick strike and out. It's like, ba ba ba. Yeah, I don't give a shit about you. I'm gonna go hit some golf balls. And when really all I want to do is be his friend. You know? Yeah. Well, he's on my short list. I, I had three. That's why I brought it up because Vetter was the first one, and then the other was Michael Jordan. Mm who was at a Carolina Panthers game, and I, I said to this, on this appearance thing that I did, never have Troy and I left the booth to go meet someone. Normally we make somebody come to the mm-hmm. booth to say hi to us. But at halftime of this Carolina Panthers game, he and I walked out of the booth, walked through the concourse, little suits on, <laughs> the whole thing, to the luxury suite where Michael Jordan was sitting and got a picture with him. Wow. But this was a, your choice. You were like, I want to go yeah, meet Michael we, we Jordan. we heard he was right. there, and it was like, I mean, we're going to be able to get in to say hi. I, I was basically r- drafting behind Troy Aikman. Yeah. And we got in, said hi. I invited him on my then direct TV show, mm-hmm. which uh, was the long-form interview. I did Jeter and Gretzky mm-hmm. and you name it. And uh, he's like, no. No, no. Everybody knows too much about me already. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, the last dance was about yeah. to come out. So I'm like, well, that's kind of bullshit, yeah. Mike. 
Yeah. Well, it's bold of you to even ask him. Like, I don't. Why not? I don't have the ball. Those balls. Or should I have talked to him about fishing? No, because he doesn't fish. Michael, look at the big tuna I caught. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I want to be your. You're friend. with Troy. It's like you see with Troy. Troy's won Super Bowls. You know what I mean? Like that's an easy one. Troy's on his level. I mean, he's not Michael Jordan, but he's still, you know, one of the greats. So, yeah, right. Easy for Troy. And to then connect. there was me, asking him, booking him on right. trying to book him trying on to, my yeah, own and Troy's show. Probably like, Jesus, Buck, just be, just chill the fuck out. Normally I do, but I was like, I, you know what? If I'm going to get him, this is when I'm going to get right. him. Although it's probably dumb because I, I really had no shot at him. And I might have, you know, just completely destroyed any chance I had of ever getting him through proper channels by right. jumping the gun. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, you, your relationship's ruined with Jordan. Um, How you doing? Are you all settled in your house now? <clears throat> Are you all... No, not settled. I, I actually went right from Cabo to Palm Desert where we played in a Ryder Cup format tournament with Kurt and myself and Wyatt, Matt, Luke, Franco, Cormac, Greg, you know, our friends and family. And it was really, really fun. Three days, uh, very competitive, fun nights. You know, it was, uh, it was good. It was really good. And I just got back to LA from the desert and now I'm, I'm beat. I, I did like two... Tournaments in a row, basically. <laughs> and I, did you have more fun with your family, or did you have more fun with me? I think it was too hard to call. I mean, it was completely different. But I would have to say El Dorado. I mean, you know, of course. So that's with me. Yeah, with you. With you. Because I had to, you know, on the topic of daddy issues, you know, I... In the middle of the tournament on Saturday, my my girl, Rio, had her first play that she's been rehearsing for three months. So I had to play golf at 9. We, we started at 9. We finished, and I had to get right in the car and drive back to L.A. and go see her play. And I saw her play and then drive back to Palm Desert for the last round on Sunday. So Wow. Yeah. How was the play? How would she do? She I did mean, great. that's a lot of pressure. She did great. You got you got grandma. Yeah. You got mom and dad. You got yeah. aunt. You got uncle. Yeah. She's got uh, she's got a lot of people watching. But it was it was it was she was great. It was a kids' play. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like highly produced in any way. <laughs> but it was it, it was impressive. You know, it was she did Encanto and she played Penelope, and she had to she had solo songs and she had a, a ton of lines and. You know, even to, even for someone at eight years old to memorize all that shit, I was like, "Damn, that's pretty good." So she did. So did she? Who helped her with memorizing the lines? Clearly, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron Kenny. You know, but but the truth is, is that she went every week for three months, and they were rehearsing the play, so they were working on it there. And then in the last couple of weeks, we all sort of went over the lines with her, and she seemed confident. Going in, I got it. I got it. I know, but don't you want to do it one more time? Like, just make sure she goes. I got it. You know. So, and and she looked cute. Wow, it was fun. And she yeah. was, she was, just at the end, she was almost stunned. You know, it was this sort of deer in headlights. And I was like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah." I think she was overwhelmed, and I I think that she was sort of upset that it was over in a sense, and I gave her these big flowers and she was carrying them around everyone. I'm like, do you want me to take these so you can hang out with your friends? She's like, no. She wouldn't let go of the flowers. Like, I, she she loved the accolades of all of it. She loved the applause and, and, and the flowers afterwards and all the praise. And, and immediately we get in the car and she says, Dad, I want to do another play. I'm like, of course. Whatever you want to do. She's a Hudson. She wants to do another Nobody play. Nobody likes adoration like... A Hudson. I don't. That's something I'm work I work on is taking a compliment. I, I don't do well with that. You know? I deflect and shy away when I should just sort of take it in and say, Hey, thank you. You know, I'm always like, ah oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I I you know, it's, it's, everyone had fun. It was great. Yeah. It's a total deflection all the time. 
Yeah. Well, I mean that that's good that you're able to identify that and you're I I feel like you need to makes me uncomfortable. Why? <clears throat> I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. You you your fucking phone makes well, me uncomfortable. Well, I can't I, it's not sitting up properly. Can't you like I mean, have the dog lay there. Lean it up against the dog. I, I don't really feel good about talking to you in this <laughs> manner right now. My hamstrings look pretty big. And all that jazz we're gonna eat. <laughs> and you fucked up the phone again. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. But anyway. I know what Margo's going to clip for the little video that we're going to send out on Instagram that gets six to seven likes. I know. We're crushing the likes. Crushing the likes. Got a lot likes. of likes. Um, but it was good. It was good. It was fun to see her connect to it like that for sure. And then, of course, both my kids got sick. You know, of course, you think you think it's COVID, but it's just gnarly flu. We had them tested influenza A, but they they're down. Bodie's just getting over it. Wild, Wilder's down. I mean, they're down for the count. This was a bad one. Remember last year, the joke was, "Where's the flu? Where's yeah, the flu?" It's back. I mean, you know. Yeah. There's a COVID, you know, ever since this COVID thing. I mean, where's the yeah. flu? Come on. This is a big conspiracy. Where Where is it? It's here. Yeah. Everybody seems to have Michelle has it right yeah. now. Your kids have it. I'm sure I'm next in Me line. Me too. I'm sure I'm next. I'm sure. You know, but I also felt bad because I was in Palm Desert, like drinking and playing golf and Aaron's here with the crazy sick kids. <laughs> God, what a life you've carved out for yourself. What are you talking about? Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. Don't you carry any guilt? You carry no guilt. This is a good topic. We've now stumbled upon what, what do we're you mean? Talk about I, I, I live with guilt. I'm like, a, I have so much guilt just in general. But when you are in this golf event, after being in the golf event with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but she was with us. Staying an extra day. She was with us. And she was with yeah. us. Okay. And staying an extra day. Now you just get in your truck and drive to Palm Springs. Yep. And you're in another golf event. And your kids are back. And your kids are sick. And you're yucking it mm -hmm. up. And being Oliver Hudson, the, the fun, mm -hmm. loving mm -hmm. center of all attention. Mm -hmm. Hey, look at me. Mm -hmm. Look at my swing. Mm -hmm. Look at my cool beard. Look at my hair. Mm -hmm. My hair's never been this long. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Look at everything that I'm bringing to the dance. Look at my outfits. Look at look at my weird Robbie Benson hair that I have now. All that stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't feel any guilt not being there with your sick children? Well, I mean, I do, but no. I mean, it it, it is what it is. I I can't not go. You know, I can't not play. Why? Because it was a like hell. You can't. Of course, I can't. It was a, like hell. It's you a can't. planned thing, and if I leave the tournament, it all falls apart. Because what are you going to do? It's a, it's four and four teams, and it's you know better ball and you know singles matches, and it's all it's a whole thing. So you know, I don't. I didn't feel guilty. But I, I not about my kids. My kids know that I love them. I'm not worried about that. With Aaron, I was like, babe, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, I you know, I'll, I'll do something for you and I'll rub your legs and I'll do this, I'll do that. So, yeah, I mean, in that sense. that That's your give back? I'll rub oh, your that's legs. Oh, that's her shit. I mean, smoke a doobs, get a little Johnny blazed, and then uh, she puts her legs and I get oil and I just like massage her legs. Super stony leg massage. She loves it. And I love it too. That's why the weed helps because now it's not a chore. It's not a task. I actually like it. It's an experience. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. I put some good show on. I'm just like getting in there and rubbing her legs and she's, you know. And that is the get out of jail free card right there? Pretty much. She she understood she she wasn't in any way saying oh you need to come home i mean she got it entirely i just said look i'm i'm sorry there's nothing i can do and but i'll i'm I'll, i owe you i'll make it up to you 
So I'm just gonna rub. And I'm gonna rub, rub the shit legs. out of her legs. Yeah, that's what she wants. Interesting. Yeah. No, I've. It's taken two years for me to learn something new about you and the two mm-hmm. of you. Well, I think we have a very compromising relationship. I think that's part of what makes it work. You know, she loves to be with her friends. That's her outlet where mine is sort of golf and fishing. And she has sleepovers, like does whole weekends through two or three nights with her girlfriends. And I'm with the kids and she's in Malibu and they're in hotels or in a house or whatever. And they have like slumber parties. And, and I'm like, yeah, cool, go. You know, it's, it's, that's her outlet. And she knows what I love. I know what she loves, and we don't really hold each other back. We talk. She we talk about legs? it on uh, the new podcast, unconsciously coupled with Aaron and Oliver oh. Hudson. Awful. <laughs> it's bad and wrong on so many levels. First of all, the name. It's good. Terrible. No way. It's a no. You can. Nobody can even spell unconsciously. But does that have to do with anything? Well, how do I look it up? Just Oliver Hudson. Okay, so what am I going to hear? I go to the first episode. Hey, guys, we're just talking about being unconsciously coupled, and we're so in love, and these are the things that we do. This is my love language. You don't listen to Sibling Revelry, so we've already done seven or eight episodes, you know, that that have aired. And the reason we're doing the podcast is because it got such a good response. And what I talked about in our first episode was my infidelity and the entire experience that I went through, that we went through. And it was super open and super honest. And Aaron was amazing. And, you know, and boom, everyone was like, holy shit, we want to hear more of that. And then we just kept talking, you know. So this is like basically promoting the Manning cast for Monday Night Football. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can watch us. Mm -hmm. Hey, you can listen to our podcast. But just one click away is an even better podcast Mm -hmm. starring my wife and me. Yeah. Oliver Rutledge Hudson and Aaron Bartlett Hudson. Aaron Ann Bartlett. Her middle name is Ann. Aaron Ann Bartlett Hudson. And just go ahead on over there. Just Why don't you stop what you're doing right now and go to Unconsciously Coupled? Yeah. Why don't you like that name? I just, I don't like it. It's too convoluted. I get it. It's a play on, you know, hey, we're consciously uncoupling. Right. Who was that? Gwyneth yes. Paltrow that said that? And Chris, what's his name? Martin? No. Yes. Chris. Yeah. That's his name? The Coldplay yeah, yeah. guy? So what do you, what do you, and, and now you're, what do you want to, you're turning that on its head. Exactly. And it's like, okay, that's a, that's a, it's old, it's an old joke. It's like doing Amber Heard. Mm, no, 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 no. It's not a joke. First of all, consciously uncoupling is like a thing now, even though Gwyneth was made fun of in the beginning. But the only point, what do, what the only valid point. That's called, yeah, it's called being divorced. The only that's valid point is. that you have honestly is the spelling of it because <laughs> you did make you did make me think i was like oh how, are people not gonna know how to spell unconsciously <laughs> so that i would say the general population can't because i i don't know that right I would, if, if you held a gun to my head and you and you said hey you mm-hmm. get one letter wrong and you're not gonna live to see the dinner i i don't know that i i make dinner mm-hmm. well then what the hell do you call it we already did artwork for it. Uh, real talk. No. With real couples. No. <laughs> or just like, how about... Th- Ollie and Aaron. How about just the? It's very easy to spell. The? Yeah. yeah. Or cat. Well, That'd we'll be good. Let's call it cat. Abstract. Mm-hmm. Abstract promotion. How about cats and dogs? Yeah. How about how about t- twisting the whole men are from Mars, women are from Venus? Say men are from Venus, women are from mm-hmm. Mars. That's about as interesting to me as consciously, unconsciously coupled. Or men are from Venus and women are from Vars. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, who who am I to talk? We've got daddy issues, and now we don't even really talk about daddy issues anymore. We do. They're always it's always sprinkled in. I'm always talking about the kids. I just did. You talked about guilt. 
being away from my kids. I talked about leaving my golf tournament to be with my kid. You talked about what it's going to be like when you and Michelle divorce and how that's going to work out with your kids. You know better than uh, that. Come on. You know better than that. Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. If it's not a daddy issues episode unless Michelle Beisner Buck gets all riled up. You know what I mean? I know. Well, I saw I I, I did a Zoom today with my therapist. So I I've I've gone through I've sat at this computer. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've I've been in this position. This is now the third time today. Wow. I had a Zoom call with my therapist, yeah. which was supposed to be handed off to Michelle mm -hmm. because of all that she's going through mm -hmm. with her father passing away and her mom moving here. And But she's sick, so she took the that moment to get a little few extra mm -hmm. wings. And then I, I did an appearance for Philadelphia Insurance Company. Mm -hmm. And I sat here and went on and on about myself, my favorite <laughs> topic, for 45 minutes, fielding questions. And now here I am talking to you. Yeah. Well. Can you please push your hair back behind your ears? No. I can't look at you like that anymore. Just do it. Just love it. It's No, I don't understand it. It's just weird. Hey, man. What's going on, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Um, now is probably when you look most like your dad. Probably. Wait a minute. With this Philadelphia thing, is this like a paid situation you do to like go on Zoom and do your thing? Well, here's the thing. Yes, it is. But so this was something that was scheduled. This is 2022. This was scheduled for 2020. Mm. And then it was like, hey, there's a pandemic. Can you please hold these dates open for next year? Hey, we can't do it still. Mm. Can you please hold these dates for next year? Yes. It was going to be at, this one was going to be at the Montage mm -hmm. in Southern California. Oh. Is that in Orange County? Where is that? Well, they have they have one. Yeah, they have a couple. But yeah, one near San Diego, and they, I think, think they have one in OC as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's where. And then the first one was supposed to be at, in Palm Beach at the Breakers. I was like... Hell yeah, sign me mm -hmm. up. You do the cocktail party, you get up, you talk a little bit, mm -hmm. you field some questions, you do a little razzle-dazzle, little song and dance, mm -hmm. little seltzer in your pants, you leave them wanting more, yeah. you joke around, you do some impressions, <laughs> you do like a little Fred Travelina kind of act, and the next thing you know, I'm out the door and I'm in Palm Beach yeah. or I'm in at Montage. Well, yet again... COVID rears its head, and we can't all be together. I said on the call today, I'm like, I don't understand this. We can go to an NHL arena yeah. and be packed next to each yeah. other. We can go to an NBA game, baseball game. We can go to church. We can go to wherever. But we can't go to the montage. Like, I was actually looking forward to yeah. this. As I'm sure they were, too. They're, they're their top salespeople across the country, and... There we were, all separated, like it's all April 2020. Damn. I know. We got an email from the school, our school, saying the kids have to wear masks again inside. Hell, dude. Really? Yeah. We're back to that. Yeah. I mean, well, they're like, there's, although it hasn't been a large spike, there's still a significant rise in COVID cases. And I'm like, but it's not, I mean... You know, come on now. Let's just let's keep going. We're 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 good. Everything's gonna be okay now. You know. Yeah, I don't I don't sense, and maybe that's because I'm insulated here in the middle of the country. Yeah. I say this, and tomorrow we'll get that same email. But I don't sense some big push to go backward on the mask. Yeah. At this point, either you are vaccinated, like me, like you. You are boosted, mm -hmm. like me, like mm -hmm. you. Or you're not. And and there, there's no shortage of vaccination anymore. Mm -hmm. That's not even a question. So we're now at the point where you either want to be vaccinated or you don't. Yeah. And at some point, you just got to move on, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, you do. And then take it as it comes, because who knows what's coming up next. You know, I mean, there could be some crazy, deadly fucking strain that hits. Who knows? 
But right now, everything seems to be pretty good. But it hurt. But by the time we're aware of that, it'll too be too late. I know. <laughs> it'll be I too know. late. <laughs> I know. We should have been wearing masks. We should have. Everybody should go. All kids should go to school in uh, hazmat the, suits. The suits from Outbreak. Yeah. Go hazmat with school colors. Yeah. Yeah, with the with like a let like a Letterman hazmat suit. A Letterman <laughs> hazmat suit. That's what we need to develop. A daddy issues school specific Letterman hazmat suit mm-hmm. with matching masks. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'll have those at some point. You know, they will. But it it hurts to go backwards. You know, Rio this morning, I drove her to school, and she's like, you guys, you need a mask. And she's like, she's like, daddy, because I always mess with her, you know. I'm like, no, you really do. And she just wouldn't believe me, so I put it in her backpack. Then we get out, and we get to the school, and they're like, Rio, can you put your mask on? She looks at me like, you weren't lying to me? I'm like, I told you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's how we are now. We are the boys who cried wolf. Yeah. As parents. Oh, entirely. I did that today. Every time the boys are like, where's mommy? I'm like, mommy is gone for good. She moved out and you're stuck with me. Oh, come on, dad. Maybe someday mommy will be gone yeah. for good and, and moved out. And now you are stuck with me. But until then, I'm going to play that joke and run it right into yep. the ground. And you're going to know that I'm kidding and that people can, yes, you know, try to push you a little bit and whatever. But yeah, I'm just hoping the mommy doesn't leave and leave me all alone with, with two boys. <laughs> no, it's true. I, I can't, I, I've always done that with my kids. Just that hyper sarcasm, you know. I think it it hardens them. Now that I can't get anything past them. But that's so funny you say that cuz it's like But they also don't believe a word of you course. say. Of course, but in the beginning they might, you know, but then as time goes by, it's like you and saying, "Well, mommy's gone and it's just me now, boys." They know because they've been trained to understand that. They don't even blink. No, at they're that. like at this point it, it it means nothing because it's you know right. They're like dad but it's for funny real. When I say that in in front of other people, when when they're disappointed, <laughs> when their shoulders sag, when I'm the one in carpool line at their little uh, nursery school, and they're all excited, they they recognize the car. And then they look inside the windshield and they see me and their shoulders sag. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, really? Yeah. After all I've done yeah. for you little bastards. Yeah. And now your shoulders are dropping because it's me and not mom. Then they get in the car. Where's mommy? And the door's still yeah. open and the teacher's standing there. I'm like, mommy is gone and she's told me to tell you she's never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't even blink, and the teacher's got to be like, this guy is <laughs> what an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I get that, too, from Rio, because she loves her Kenny. Kenny's her nanny, and she's basically my third daughter, and she's been with us since she was 17, and now she's in her 30s, and and uh, she's amazing. And um, she loves Kenny. Kenny and her are like two peas in a pot. And I'll go pick up Rio... And the minute the door opens, it's like, where's Kenny? And I get angry, you know, even though I shouldn't. Isn't that like South Park? It yeah. sounds like South Park. Right. That is it. It is. Hey, who killed Kenny? And I'm like, what about I me? It's like, I'm your dad. Like, what about me? She goes, I know, but where's Kenny? I'm like, you yeah, know, Ray. And I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Forget it. It's me. Yeah. And then I, Daddy, and I do the guilt. The Robbie Benson. And I do the guilt thing. I'm like, whatever. If you don't love me, that's fine. Strap yeah, in, kid. Yeah, let's go. It's going to be a long ride yeah, home. Yeah, not saying a word. Not saying a word to you. I get yeah, sensitive. Turn the music up real loud. Yep. She doesn't understand my daddy issues. You know what I mean? That her that cuts you right to the core. Yeah. Quick. When she doesn't, when she rejects me, it's no good. No good. And then you launch into look. My dad left when I was eight years right. old, and then Kurt came into my life. Yeah. And how many times have you like heard that from, story? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's like a scene from Airplane. Rio's like, I don't even want to make jokes about it, but it's like you can't stand hearing it one more time. Oh, yeah. You're just wanting like, to like get it. a hold of yourself. 
<laughs> Get a hold of yourself, Dad. Uh, we got I it. Know, I know. We've heard it. So funny. We've You're done overcompensating a thousand Dad. podcasts, and I, probably nine hundred of them. I've I've told the story. You must be like, okay, here we go. Here comes the story. <laughs> right. You're either pissing off my wife, or I'm pissing off my wife, or you're talking about your dad leaving you mm-hmm. at eight. If you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, don't keep it to yourself. Please share the love and tell a friend about Daddy Issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We beg you. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up right after the break. And I really, for as many times as I've heard that God-forbidden story, I'm not exactly sure of the age you were when that happened eight well he left well the divorce when i was four he, or five. he forgot his pants and he came back forgot in. his pants Say that again he forgot his pants and he came back in <laughs> hey guys i'm still gone i'm still right, leaving. i just i forgot my pants <laughs> he comes back we're like dad he's like no look i'm still out of here I can't be without these I just pants. I forgot my pants. He used to wear um scrubs everywhere. That was his like thing. I don't know why. And didn't he convince you he was a doctor? I mean, or most likely, you know. No, he, he did tell me that he was a quarterback for the Rams. Yes. And he had a full Rams like an entire uniform with shoulder pads, with thigh pads, with the whole thing. So I mean, he looked like it. I uh, and he could throw a football, but I believed him. And then and then he was also the lead guitarist of Dire Straits. So that seems like an older reference. Like how old were you when that was? Nineteen. Uh, well, no, no, no you're, it you're, was like uh, you're younger. Yeah, than me, so that's like nineteen eighty. Four, no, 85? a little bit older than that. Uh, yeah, I mean, around that time. Um, Money for Nothing, that album. Chicks for yeah. Free. That's when that came out, and we loved it. That song, song still reminds me of my dad. That whole album kind of does. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> When do the tears start falling? Uh, no, the tears fall. Dun, 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 dun. When the, when the guitar. Yeah, hits. no, no, I like that. It's a double. It's two guitars. I remember when I found out that was two guitars, I was like mind blown. I was like, what? Um, no, Richard Marks. <laughs> I'll I'll be I'll be I'll, I'm, I'm right here waiting for you. That that song reminds me of. Like my dad and my childhood. That's more of the tearjerker, not money for nothing. Oceans apart, day after day, and you still You're the only kid. How old were you? You were like 10? Yeah. I hear your voice. You're the only kid who listened to those words and and, li- and searched for the deeper I did. meaning. You're like, oh, this this applies to my yeah. dad, dad. What yeah. are you? Well, he used to play that song. Oh. You know, just to rub it in. Probably. That's a good song, isn't it? Uh, all that music, for as much as it's kind of shitty, it's still, I don't know if it's just because of the age mm-hmm. I was that, yeah, that everybody makes fun of. We built this city. I hear it. I'm right back in oh, high school. It's, it's a great song. I mean, it just is. Richard Marks, great. Come on. Great. Come on. Yeah. Like Bruce. And all that weird British stuff, like the erasure. Yeah. I try to discover. I hear you calling. Give a little respect to yeah. At the time, I was like, I don't know. I like it. Why am I listening to this? Now I hear it. I'm like, hey, I'm in college. Oh, God. I love that. I loved like Bruce Hornsby back in the day, Don McLean. 
like after the Eagles. Don, not Don McLean. Don, Don sorry, Henley. Don Knotts. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Mr. Chicken. <laughs> Don Henley. Uh, my, uh, my bad. Don Henley. Don McLean. That song drives the American, American Pie. Pie that, I, I hate yeah, that. Yeah, I, miss, I mixed it up. I cannot stand that song. Oh, you don't like it? Uh, no. Is it only because it was played so much? It was played so I much. At this one bar when I was in India, yeah. I was like, I if I hear this one more time, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this window. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, it wasn't it wasn't that song for me. It was like Sweet Caroline, like that song in college. If I hear it again, I'm gonna like fucking kill everybody, even at frat parties. At the end, where it was like, so good, so good, so good. It's like, oh, so good. Ah, oh, drove me crazy when that song came on. Yeah. Super college this song. Is good, this is a good topic. It's a good it is topic. a good topic. It is, but like Boys of Summer, I loved. End of Innocence, I loved. Ugh. My ex, my girlfriend, Rebecca, who was my high school sort of sweetheart, and I still know her to this day, and she's amazing. She was a, a music head, like, and she made me mixtapes that I still have. I was cleaning up my garage. I still have like 10 of these mixtapes where she wrote, you know, decorated the covers and wrote all the songs with the hearts and the thing. And and every song was like just the shit still to this day. Oh, yeah. And she's the one who turned me on to a lot of this music, you know. Everybody has that one friend. I talked about that, uh, the thing I sent you, which it's kind of sad that I know that I send you something and, and my disclaimer on it is, I know you're not going to listen to this. That's but what you said. You did, you'd like it. <laughs> I did get that. <laughs> um, when I, I just, this week, I am guest DJing Kenny Chesney's No Shoes oh, Radio. Right. right. And, and I talk, I mean, I rambled at the first part of it for... 10, 12, 15 minutes on my own and talked about how everybody has that friend that introduced them to music they didn't know. Mm -hmm. And and in some ways, I think, stack the deck for you to really like it. Like, I, my friend was Preston Clark, who was musical anyway and was, you know, in a band forever, band in high school, band in college, band outside of college, you know, wanted that and, and still has that as his career. But he had such a great ear and could play anything, really, with a piano, with a bass guitar, with a regular, you know, uh, guitar. And he kind of stacked the deck for stuff that I should be liking at that point in my mm -hmm. life. I think it was like Police mm -hmm. and Boston mm -hmm. and uh, Led Zeppelin and all these other bands that I was aware of, but I didn't really appreciate. And then when I listened to it with him... Then I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. She put all kinds of stuff like, you know, she put Phil Collins um, or was it Genesis? Oh. Phil Collins, No Jacket Required, no, right. that album. It was, uh, Sissu Studio. No, no, no. I'll, I'll remember. But then she did such. So Genesis Three Sides Live. She Peter Gabe, put a Peter Gabriel song on there, you know. In your eyes, the light, the heat, your eyes. I am complete. I mean, oh my and God. I, I feel like I'm looking at Instagram. Like, and I hear these songs and, and I immediately go back to her. I like miss her 150 years later. It's weird. And uh, like Purple Rain, first time I heard Purple Rain was on her mixtape. And it's like one of my favorite songs still to this day. And you still think of 100%. her. 100%. If Purple Rain, if Purple Rain comes on, I will like. Just, like take a picture of the screenshot the whatever and send it to her like it's still a thing i think we're so you cheat on your we wife could, we, we, we we might still be in love god do you tell aaron you do that yeah this is my high school girlfriend dude <laughs> i'm 45 <laughs> years I'm just old kidding but i know but i do but, saying, but 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 all honesty like there's a special place for her, you know, like I, I do see her and feelings are still there, but not, of course, like that. But it, it's a nostalgia. It's it was real. It wasn't like puppy love, you know, high school bullshit. It was real. We were in love like 100 percent. I think there's something 
with both of those things. I think the music is one. It proves that you can you can be mentally uh, taken advantage of by by plants that are put in. Like you see, like the Manchurian mm-hmm. Candidate or something, where they're feeding something, feeding something, feeding mm-hmm. something, and then it basically hypnotizing or brainwashing mm-hmm. to some degree, right. and it takes you back immediately. You can st- you can almost smell the smells. Yeah. See where you are, like being on the beach for me in spring training, listening to Ghost in the Machine while my dad's doing a spring training baseball game. And, you know, it just all all of a sudden you're back there. And then the same thing for that person. It doesn't mean there's just there's a comfort Mm -hmm. in in that person in that time in your life that you are so willing and and wanting to kind of go back to. Mm -hmm. I think about that all the time. I will see a building in St. Louis, the same shit is still standing as it was back in the 70s. And I'll see a building on my way from downtown back out to the suburbs where I live. And I will think of that building that I saw when I was riding in the backseat of my dad's car after countless baseball games. Same weird 70s, horrible design right by this big, for those in St. Louis, I'll know exactly what I'm talking about, this big A&Eagle, cool neon, it's massive uh, Anheuser-Busch neon thing. And then to the right of it, which would be the north side of Highway 40, there's this building that's like from straight out of 1972. And I think all the time, I I wish I could go back Mm -hmm. To the first time I saw that building and and be in my dad's car mm-hmm. and just experience yeah. that now. I know. I know. No, I I have that too with Kurt um and his 76 blazer that we still have. And I was just a kid and he, we had just gotten getting to know each other basically. And we were in Colorado and that's where he had his blazer. And he had a he had an A-track of um Rubber Soul, I think it was. Is Michelle on Rubber Soul or is that? Don't ask me. I have no idea. Anyway, I think it's Rubber Soul. I could be wrong. Anyway, um, and so I have just these memories of driving, hunting with him or fly fishing and that A-track was playing and and, and that, that, that album was always on. And now when I hear that, it's like I immediately am back to that spot. I mean, that's... Where music is just amazing when it comes to, but senses. do you ever wish that you could go back? And yeah, go through that again. Yeah, I do. I'm like, I wish I could, or, or the feeling of driving back from college at Indiana and coming around the bend on on the Illinois side and just seeing Bush Stadium lit up and downtown. It's like, fuck, I am yeah. home. Like I, yeah, it was such a great I feeling. Know. I know. And the the Cardinals were playing, and I could just pull literally right off the highway, pull right to the ballpark, and walk <laughs> yeah. in and see my dad. It was yeah. Like, God, I wish I could go back. Oh, that's amazing. And do I that. know. I know. I know. Oh, God. There was so, it was so carefree, too. You know? I mean, it truly I was. I think if I did your mushroom thing, yeah. your, your, or whatever it is, the, what was our boy talking about down in, uh, oh, ketamine, ketamine, where you're like yeah, some ketamine. administered yeah, it's thing ketamine where you're therapy. going through yeah. memories. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're asking you questions like that's the stuff that would come flooding out of me. That feeling of being able to just come back from college. I'm kind of getting on mm-hmm. to my own. I'm but right back into the little nest where I grew up of just pulling right off and going into the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And see, and knowing where my dad is, because it's he was the most findable human being when in St. Louis. If the ballpark was lit up, he was fucking sitting there doing the baseball mm-hmm. game, and I could walk in, walk right past everybody, walk right in the booth, walk right down, and give him mm-hmm. a hug. That's pretty great. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Joe, it's okay. No, I. It's I, okay, Joe. It's it's. It's a good thing. I don't. It doesn't make me sad. It makes me that like gets me charged up. It gets you charged. You know what I mean? Charged. You're charged up. up. Oh, I remembered. Hold on, my heart. Just in a 
to that That's feeling. We both know we've been here before. We both know what can happen. Just hold on my heart. <laughs> hold on my heart. I, I can't take you hold seriously. Hold on to my heart. With your weird mouth singing yeah. and your stupid hair. <laughs> Throw me a lifeline. You're, you're, you're butchering is all the words. Is that Genesis or is that Phil Collins? Hold on my heart, I think it's Phil Collins. Is it? Yeah. Um, Genesis had a different sound. I don't know, Margo, can you look up Hold on My Heart? Is that Phil Collins? or I mean, I guess I could do it. I'm sitting at a... Just hold on to my heart. Woo! Woo! Genesis three sides. Genesis. Li- Genesis. Uh, Genesis three sides live. I wore that out over the years. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that's Genesis, but I mean Genesis was Phil Collins. I know. And now Phil Collins is doing shows seated. Well, he's because he, he's like basically you know he's a he's a, he's a zombie. Confirmed. I mean he's he's like he's like came out of the crypt to do another <laughs> to another series concert series. <laughs> I think he had his like 85th divorce. He's like, eh, fuck. I got to get back on the road. I did it again. <laughs> Didn't he break up with some woman or a wife, maybe via fact? <laughs> I probably. He did. Didn't you and I have a whole Phil Collins bit that we would do that was just made us, made us laugh? I don't I forgot what it was, but. On this thing? No, on this podcast? I don't think it was. I think it was just like in our personal lives. <laughs> I don't know. Margo, who did he divorce over facts? It was some somebody famous. Right. I think he literally has had six or seven wives. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. Have you ever seen that comedian who talks about Phil Collins and, and how... Yes talented of a musician he yeah. is to you know who is with that look yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i mean he i phil collins uh peter gabriel phil collins uh, peter gabriel um she had the way by led zeppelin jill Tavelman, their 12-year union was reported to have ended when he sent her a fax announcing it was all over. She scooped up 17 million pounds in her goodbye deal. Jeez. That was a 17 million dollar fax that was sent and over. And he's had like multiple wives, so he's had to pay out that like serious dough. Oh yeah, he just had one. Yeah. Where, which is I assume the only reason why he's still doing like his ninth farewell tour. Yeah, there's no world where he'd be still out there unless he needed the cash the funniest thing i feel like we've done all this before on the podcast but here's the problem with this we've been doing this for two years Mm. our lives really haven't changed all that much over the past two years so we're (laughs) probably revisiting every topic and don't we don't remember like we all have that friend and i have one that i'm thinking of right now and i would never say this harry out loud no no but Almost within two weeks, will tell me the same story oh, yeah. verbatim, like I've never heard it before. And I'm I'm not the kind of guy that's like, "Hey, you just told me the story. I I got it. I know how this ends. I know yeah. I'm I I know this one. Yeah. I just I just sit there and like for forty two minutes, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, no way. Wow. Yeah, I know. Are you kidding me? No it's way. It's so weird. Wow. I have a friend that you know who I'll just say, Josh Algra is like that. Algra is like, you know, he'll 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 tell me something that he just told me a day ago. And I'm like, dude, we I know, I got it. And I, I repeat the story back to him. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I told you. All the time. I wonder what that is. <laughs> I think that's a sign of somebody who tells that story to multiple people right. and can't remember right. who of their 15 people they've told that to. Yeah. Like, you're the one left over that didn't hear it yet, but actually you were the second person that heard yeah. it. I hope. 
either that or, or an early onset. The, it's the long, slippery slope slide down to Nowhereville. Slip sliding away. Slip sliding away. In all, according to a Daily Telegraph tally, Collins's divorces have cost him $84 million, oh nearly God. a third of his estimated $280 million fortune. Jeez. That's I a mean, lot that's of just, money. When do you just stop and go, you know what? I'm bad at this. I know. Just don't get Wife married. Six or seven. Like Larry King was married eight times or seven times. Like, what is the point? Well, I think it's a thing. When you're like pushing seven, eight marriages, I think there's some psychology behind that, you know. It doesn't make any sense. No, I if you're oh for I say oh for two, you're oh, done. Done. You don't get to get married again. Yeah. That should be a rule. Nobody's getting you a gift. Nobody's mm-hmm. okay, go get married, you dumb mm-hmm. asshole. You're not it's not gonna last. Yeah. You can't do yeah. it. Late CNN host Larry King married eight times to seven different women. What's the more surprising <laughs> thing? That it's eight times or seven women, meaning one, he remarried, one of them twice. Yeah. Crazy. He's a marriage addict. I guess, but then it's just that comes with a price, a really heavy price tag. I mean, if you and Michelle don't make it, you're not getting married again. I'm done. I mean, I'm a hundred percent done. I never thought I would get married after being divorced ever. I thought, man, I'm I, I'm I'm not doing that again. Mm-hmm. And I was happy in that I had two daughters and all that. I wasn't expecting that, but I found somebody who's like, I can't live without that person, and it's going to kill me if I see her with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So let's go. And now here we are, proud parents of four-year-old twins. Right, on the brink of divorce. Yes, dodging life's bullets <laughs> left and right. Oh, Michelle, yeah. I know. Well, you did tell me in private that you didn't know if it was going to work. you're such a dick he's kidding michelle he's kidding well i'm sad she's sick she actually has the flu flu huh like it's bad she's coughing up like yeah like things that need a social security yeah it's like uh stranger yeah (laughs) remember strange brew Great movie. movie. (laughs) Great movie. I don't know how you have references that, like, you're too young to know what Strange Brew is. The seven years difference between you and me should eliminate some of these common... I know, but I I was watching a lot of weird movies when I was a kid. Like, I could watch horror movies when I was a kid and weird comedies. And I remember Strange Brew and Kentucky Fried Movie. Remember that? Yeah. Great. Yeah, I mean, that's almost too old for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Kentucky Fried Movie. Yeah, I remember, I think it was Kentucky Fried Movie when she goes, oh, yeah, baby, show me your nuts. And he's like, showed her that he was like a crazy, Maybe always made me laugh. Oh my God! There was some crap, but some of that crap is so good. Oh, I know, I know. Got to go back and rewatch some of that. Just even see if it has any, if it sustains at all. It's got to be like so many of those comedies or those blends of comedy mm-hmm. slash. Not like what would what would uh, like young doctors in love? Did you ever see that? No. Did you ever see Porky's yeah. one, two, or all three? of them for sure? Um, Every time my kids are trying to find a movie, I'm like, "You guys want to watch Porky's?" Ever since they were little, and now they're older, and they're like, "Can we finally watch Porky's?" I'm like, "No, no, you can't watch Porky's." <laughs> no, no. Kim Cattrall, that was the launch of yeah. her career. She, I just saw her talking about it on Stern. Really, Kim um, Cattrall was on yeah. Stern. Yeah. What was it was old. Oh. It was it was it was maybe five years old. Okay. 
the clip was on their Instagram. But I like it's fun. You bring that up, and today the boys had school. They had lunch bunch, which means they stay till two. They came back. I'm tired. Michelle's sick. Like, let's just put something on. Let's let's watch Willy Wonka for the nine hundredth time. Mm-hmm. And they love it as much as I do. They do. Love it. The old one. The old one. Yeah. The new one's junk. The old one, they love it. They do. Which I consider that good parenting. We fast forward through the boat scene where, like, Willy Willy Wonka's face is melting. Mm -hmm. There's bugs and, Mm -hmm. like, weird images on the wall that they're going through the... The Wonkatania. But I know every line of that movie. Well, is that like one of your favorite movies? It's probably one. It's it's either Jaws or Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so interesting that Willy Wonka is your favorite movie. Yeah, I don't know why. Gene Wilder fan. I see the heart in it. Huh? Gene Wilder fan. Huge G. I read his book. Yeah. I, yeah. I told you that story, that, that I was within a week of meeting yeah. him. You talk about starstruck yeah. or unable to speak. Had I met him, I would have been a, a mess. Yeah. Not overtly, but I wouldn't have been able to really be me. What was the Woody Allen movie he did? Everything you want to say about sex? Is that what it is? That was, was that the one that w- I think so. I don't know. I, I was never a Woody Allen fan. Oh, God. But, but he did a scene where a guy comes in because he's in love with his sheep. And, and, and yeah, Gene Wilder's the, the doctor. Yeah. Yes. Dude, it's fucking genius. The way he plays that scene is genius. It's so funny. He has little roles over time that are little when he was starting out. Um what's the one with the Bonnie and Clyde? Seen Bonnie and Clyde? He's Yeah. Hold on. I'm with Faye Dunaway and again. What's the one with with Faye Dunaway and um and uh No, yeah. The guy, the handsome man. The leading my man father still going. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty, yeah. Gene Wilder. I mean, obviously all the comedies are mm-hmm. amazing that he did, but I'm uh Yeah, acting career. This is an exciting podcast <laughs> moment. <laughs> I wonder why people even listen. We're just totally rambling. I mean, it's just such an eavesdrop into what, what Bonnie and Clyde. He was in Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. He's in the back of the he gets in the back of the car and he's nervous and he's between these two psychopaths and just he's I just thought he he 1967 American biographical crime film directed by Arthur Penn starring Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway. Uh, and yeah, he's just, he's mm. got it. I think it's one of the first scenes he ever wow. did on, in a major movie. He's so funny. And he's great. He's just, his timing is yeah, so good. He's... he's so, I, in fact, I, I watched the movie today, Willy Wonka, and I went back on, somebody had already bought me Pure Imagination, which is the making of the movie. Mm. And I, I cannot find it and I never read it. And so I reordered it. On oh, it's a book. Amazon. Yeah. That would be a cool documentary yeah. if they ha- if they had real footage of making a Willy oh Wonka. My God. I would just yeah eat that yeah um, yeah. I saw and then Jaws the stuntman, uh, Grossman. What's his Teddy? Name? God, I'm, I'm Teddy Grossman yeah. who knew your mom. Yeah, we've known that guy for a long ass time. Yeah, and is I I, I know him a little bit through my friend Steve Horn. He's the guy in Jaws who's in the, in the boat, lagoon, in the middle of the lagoon, and his leg gets yeah, chopped, like, chomped. Off. Hey boys, yeah. what are you guys doing? Yeah, and he falls over and gets eaten. Yep, and his leg falls to the bottom. Yes, his severed yep. leg. Why didn't Jaws eat that? I don't know. I didn't like it, but it was Jaws was the movie that he directed right after he directed my mother. In Sugarland Express, so he, Spielberg. Yeah, so Spielberg directed my mom in her second movie ever, Sugarland Express, and during that movie was prepping with Dick Zanuck to go do Jaws. Right after, look at you, Mister Hollywood. You can call Richard Zanuck Dick. 
I call him Dickie, but I don't want to get too friendly on this podcast, right. you know. But yeah, no, it's probably fair. It's probably good you did. Yeah, but Jaws was that's fucking all time movie right there. It's so good, and and all the problems that happened there. Oh, so like many where they couldn't get the stupid mechanical shark to work, yeah. and so you don't see it till halfway through the yeah. movie, and that builds the anticipation of what does this thing actually look like? Right. Well, that that was the whole yellow barrel thing. Was well, how do we fucking show the sharks? And someone's like, I don't know, probably Spielberg's like, let's shoot them with barrels. So when they pop up, and then boom, that became like the tension in the movie was the barrels. It's right. just smart. Like, here he is. He's come calling. Yeah. See, I wanted to be on the ocean there. You know what I mean? Like, when I was watching Jaws, I wanted to be on the boat. Like, when they're drinking whiskey and telling stories and showing each other their bite marks, that scene, you know, the famous Jaws yeah. scene. God. Oh, it's the best. Oh, the whole aesthetic. It just, it's so good. The, the song. That little tiny yeah. cramped Yeah, a little table. cramped table and like the boat shifting and the little tings and things just sort of shifting in the boat and you can hear it and dude, you know, the creaking of the boat. So good. Then it's like, boom. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's telling the story of the Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah. 3,000 men went into the water. <laughs> Whatever he says. <laughs> His eyes, black eyes, shark's eyes. Eyes, eyes like doll's eyes. Eyes like doll's eyes. Eyes roll over <laughs> and you hear the screeching, <laughs> the screaming. <laughs> 3,000 men went into the water. One it's came so out good. like doll's eyes. I'm the one. And now I'm going to get eaten <laughs> by a shark. Oh, the irony, boys, the irony. Uh, Pass me the whiskey. It's great. Robert Shaw, right? Don't forget your rubbers. Hey, Chief. Hey, Chief. You bring your rubbers? Yeah. And the scene where they're diving on that boat, when when, when uh, Dreyfus takes the sheriff and they dive on that boat at night. Do you remember that? And they find yeah, the tooth. The, the, the head rolls yeah. out. Dude. So good. I don't know what we're, so what's good. happening. <laughs> I don't know. It's time to I gotta go. go. Goodbye. All right. I'm out of here. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what an ending. <laughs> this is basically turned into a fucking slumber party. It is a slumber party, totally. Show me the way to no. go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. But, but, I, um, bum, but bum, I had a little drink about an hour ago and it's getting right to my hair. Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger.